ice cream. Creamy, cool, delicious ice cream. That's what the incredible couple we're chatting to today, the Coles, get to do for a living. Make ice cream. And boy, do they do it well. But today we're digging beyond the tasty veneer of their lives and unpacking their journey toward the impressive business they've built from the ground up. From landing on Aussie shores in 2015 to becoming an indelible part of thousands of West Aussies' magical holiday memories, we hear how this super couple have united in their dreams together and gone after them as a full team. Let's get into it with Maddie and Caitlin Cold. Hey, we're Kim and Rog, and we're here to show couples how to get the best out of their relationship so they can start living their dream life together. We're a West Aussie couple who are living the life of our dreams. We don't entertain the word should, we think about the future as a field of possibilities, and we let joy be our compass. We've taken the simple idea of working as a team and applied it to our marriage, and it's been a game changer, allowing us to work out what truly lights us up in life and to go after it together. From living in snowy Japan to starting our own house flipping business, we've achieved some big dreams. And most importantly, we feel fulfilled and are having the most fun we've ever had. Hear conversations from inspiring couples, thoughts from relationship experts, and tales from our own lives, as we help you to gain the wisdom and skills you'll need to turn your relationship into a real team. These are relationship conversations for real people, by real people. So sit back, get comfy in whatever tickles you pickle, and enjoy living the team life. So I really appreciate you coming on the Living the Team Life podcast. And a question we love to ask all our uh, guests up front is, how did you guys first meet? Well, you want to start that one? It was um, in Tennessee, Chattanooga, Tennessee, of all places, at a uh, music festival called Bonnaroo. Because I'm from Michigan and Maddie's from Toronto. So we were like uh, 17 hours away from both of our homes. Uh, it happened funny. yeah so it's like a three-day three-day festival we didn't meet until the second day but her tent happened to be just behind us and we um yeah it was it was kind of weird we lust at first sight <laughs> <laughs> we did, we just, literally were inseparable after like that that first day and then from there after festival we both got home and then felt like we needed to see if it was for real and then the following week, I think I went to Michigan for five days, like just right off the cuff. And then we spent that time together. And then after that, it was pretty much every week. We would do six and a half hour drive from Toronto to Michigan, one of us either way. And then, um, was it six, three? Four months later, I, yeah. I moved to Toronto just because we were spending all of our time going back and forth. And we just thought we can do this for a couple of years and see if it works or we can just dive in and... Um, start living together and see how it goes and yeah if we, we'll know well. soon yeah we'll know sooner rather than later instead of dragging it out over years like if it's compatible like let's see if it works and we're both in a place where we could do that so we did and it was then a year later yeah. we moved to australia as you do <laughs> so to travel around and that's crazy yeah. so was this 2014 2013 20 yeah 14 Nine years ago. Oh, yeah. nine. <laughs> oh, now I feel creepy and stalker-like. <laughs> I think it was 2014, yes. Yeah. 2014, yeah. Do you know, it was really interesting as you describe that, Maddie, the idea of when you meet someone and it, I think we experience the same thing, there's such a strong connection that you just know in your soul that you want more of this person. And I think... People think it's lust, but I wonder if it's a recognition of parts of yourself. You know, we find people that 
reflect our truest souls and give us a sense of safety. That's what, you know, mm. one of the core things we look for as humans. Is that what you sort of felt either of you in that moment, do you think? Well, yeah, deep down, I just, just you needed more. There's something there that you had to explore deeper and you weren't willing to walk away from you know, I think that was... I think the safety part that you just said, like I felt, I've always felt safe with Mehdi. I've always felt protected and loved in every aspect of, you know, of, of every aspect of our relationship. And I felt that the second I met him, like even just at a festival, I felt wrapped around by him. When I'd go to Toronto, I felt that. So I actually never thought about it like that, but he definitely is a safe spot for me. Safe space for me. I think, Caitlin, you're right. Like, I think women really seek out that safety. Naturally, it's, I'm sure, evolutionary in some regard, you know, looking for the protector and, and that's not sexist at all. It might sound like that, but it's not at all. I think, you know, we are a byproduct of evolution. And I definitely saw the same thing in myself when I reflected. It took me a long time to work out what that was and that sense of being able to trust someone is so powerful. I'm going to be okay here. They're going to they're going to accept me for who I am and love me unconditionally. And it's, it's kind of magical when you find someone like that off the bat. Not the easiest thing to find though. <laughs> no, totally. And I think that's why we were so quick to jump because I, we both did feel that. Yeah, um, and I think yeah, like a lot of the time, and when, when you're dating and beforehand, if one person comes on too strong or whatever, it like pushes you away. But it's the opposite when it's the right yes. situation. Both pull each other tighter. It's like a ratchets both of you in. Yes. And then you know when you start, and then as you start going through life, bonds get deeper because you're going through more things, and you start to see different levels of you know how dependable this person really is, and it really does morph and change and becomes you know, even even more deep <laughs> you just oh there's no deep. choice in that regard especially when you yeah. throw kids in the mix right it's yeah. it's, oh. it's getting deep whether you like it or not because yeah. once you've been in that labor room if you aren't already yeah. at that point with your partner there's no yeah. going back yeah. <laughs> and that, that really is like that's been my because we have three kids that's been one of my favorite because um, we've had three home births and just maddie is my support person he is like oh. Literally, it's this bond that you can't even describe. And I just want just him. And I just, you know, like, I don't want anyone else around. I don't want to, I'd rather just be just us because he is that strength and that comfort and that, um, yeah, it, it's just a bond you can't even describe. So I know um, in the initial three years of our relationship, so Kim and I have been together since like 2002. And we, we met first sort of couple of weeks of uni. And for the first three years, we were inseparable. And then as sort of life got away from us, we were in our 20s and, and early 30s, we, uh, we probably, we were together, we, we drifted apart a bit. And then probably the last 10 years and definitely the last five, six years, we are again inseparable. And not only that, we feel that that actually gives us more strength to go and start our own business, to do a podcast. And it, it seems to have given us a momentum. So that safety actually becomes a launching pad for doing great things. Yeah. I, I will agree with that as well. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, you're not as, not as worried about hitting a wall or running into problems because you have, you know, that you have you. that, yeah, that anchor. Yeah. yeah. So sp can, speaking of, um, <laughs> speaking of like leveling up in life, you guys came to Australia and 
you planned to do a tour of Australia, but you stayed in Perth. Can you talk us, I guess, that evolution of what, what happened there and all of a sudden you're an Austra- a West Australian icon? Yeah, it was great. It was great. It was gradual. We, um, gradual yeah, it was, well, yeah, we were like, I think initially it was just supposed to be a few months. We were just going to grab a couple of jobs. Like, and I've got a job working in a kit and was cutting hair and we just spending some time. But then the longer we spent, the more we started to fall in love with it. It's like Perth has, you're coming from a big city like Toronto, Perth has like all those amenities, but just doesn't have the population issues. You can, you still have, you have everything at your disposal. And it's just, I don't know. It's, and it's sunny every day. Yeah, that's a big one. And I mean, winter doesn't really exist in Perth, right? Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I don't, when you've lived somewhere, like seasonal depression is real. And oh, yeah. to have, like there's just a vibrancy with the weather, with the people. Ever, you know, it's just this, this culture of, you know, this slower pace, which we brought our American self into the business by working too much, but you know, like everything around us that. gave that, you know, that slow, that peace that, that we, that we needed. Um, but it's a nice to be surrounded by that, even if you are working hard, because <laughs> when you do take your foot off the gas or come up for air, there's such a lovely lifestyle and everybody's, you know, in a good mood. Like it's rare to just, yeah. you know, I don't know. I feel like it's just a really, a unique place that nobody understands until they come visit as well. I 100% agree with you. And when we started this podcast, we talked about what the brand was going to look like and, and something we were really passionate about was actually being very clear that we were West Aussies and how yeah. amazing it is because it has impacted the people we are. And like you say, that seasonal affective disorder that they talk about, that sad situation people get in with yeah. with um, mental health in, in areas and we've lived in really cold environments as well. And it really is a real thing it's it's hard to get yourself going when you haven't had any sunshine on you and everybody's just stuck inside and mm-hmm. recycling the air in the same room and it's it's it is it's yeah. a different life starting your car half an hour before you leave the house just to you know get going <laughs> and break your windshield and shuffling the driveway and all things i don't miss yeah and Perth people just honestly if they haven't lived overseas they couldn't imagine it I mean Perth people do whinge about winter which must just make you chuckle it makes us chuckle and we're from here (laughs) we arrived during winter and we were like couldn't believe it we arrived in August yeah Yeah. and it was just like you know that's the depths of winter but these beautiful sunny days we're walking around (laughs) and everybody's got you know these big jackets on (laughs) but now but now we've gone soft yeah we're definitely up like everybody yeah we're cold but like the sunshine is such a huge thing you're not um you're not rocking a puffer vest though, like half of Perth. <laughs> <laughs> if we go down south. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so so you get to Perth, you had planned to go travelling and then you change your mind and you decide to open an ice cream business. Can you walk us through what that decision looked like together, how you guys came up with it together and how you discussed the I guess the risks and the possible advantages of, of kicking off something completely different from what you had planned in your minds when you landed. I think we were just not tying ourselves. Um, it, we weren't like expecting too much of it. We were like, if we can get going, let's just have a go at it and see what happens. And I think that also the, it's the same thing with like you have your safety person, but also it's like, we were so far away from anybody that we knew and, so we, while it's harder to start a business in that scenario, you're also like not as worried to fail because you're so isolated. Like you can fail quietly on the other side of the world and you know, <laughs> nobody, nobody will know about it. 
So I think that also gave us like a lot of confidence to just push through and and to see what was possible. But it was it was really just born out of you know more more like ignorance and hopefulness and just trying to have some fun. And we were like we have this like we have this money put away. We traveling will always be there. But this opportunity and this situation, being in Perth, and all these little pieces, and we had started making ice cream on our granny flat just for fun and. We just sort of evolved. We're like, let's just run with it. Like, see what happens. We saw a gap in the market yeah. as well. That was something that was huge. Okay. And um, yeah, just wanting to have, like you talked about your freedom and your flexibility. It was kind of like, ours was kind of- Before we knew any better. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody knows in the time. It's only ever when you look back. Yeah. Uh, and just like a way to just express creatively. We're both super creative. So there was just a lot of things. And- I think it was just moving moving to Australia. We both weren't super happy in our jobs. Maddie was in film. I was doing hair. We had both been doing it for about 10 years and could have been successful doing that and kept going. But both of us just kind of felt stuck and we were like, we didn't move to the other side of the world to just continue what we were doing and being semi-happy with it. Like, we can do whatever we want. Um, and that, that felt really awesome. That felt... Freedom. Yeah, that freedom of that. So we just took a chance and... Um, I do have to say, Maddie, I would have been happy with it just being like a little mom and pop shop, just one of one shop kind of, you know, lifestyle. But Maddie just drove us a little bit further and I've had to trust him every step of the way because he actually is a little bit more savvy business-wise than me. And um, so that, yeah, that was, I think I, I had like smaller dreams and Maddie's always had bigger dreams with it. And um, I'm glad, I'm glad we went with his, his drive over mine. <laughs> That's a really interesting dynamic and I think that comes up from what we've experienced with other friends in in business together as well quite a lot. There's there's usually one sort of more dominant or stronger player in terms of driving the business so they're more – that's me in our business (laughs) – and then there's one who's kind of got a trust but delivers in other areas in terms of bringing skills to the table. Did you find having – the opportunity to trust one another in going into business has had a positive impact on your private relationship as well? We've had ups and downs. It's been very, yeah, it's been very hilly for sure. Just because you're, you're so tapped out emotionally. Like, especially when we were at stages where we had the two shops and we would literally separate in the morning, one would be at Fremantle, one would be in Highgate and we wouldn't see each other till 11 o'clock that night. You know, we'd done open to close at both shops and then we just completely shattered. And, um, you know, it's really hard to still be there for your partner when you're that tired. But we, Caitlin's the reason, you know, all that stuff's worked out because she's very emotionally tuned in. You know, she'll make sure that we have time to go out to get a, make sure we do the coffee in the morning. Even if we are going to work, we're exhausted. We'll still do that, get a coffee, go walk on the beach go for a swim in the morning before we go to work. Like that, those are the things that keep all those little pieces ticking and it just helps carry you through the day. And then you find those days you're like texting and talking more and not just only about work. And it's, it's, it keeps those, or I think I think it's on the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> driven. Like, and that's, that is a beautiful, a beautiful thing, but sometimes you just, yeah, he, he needs to be reined in. Um, and that's whatever we're working on, you know, he built our entire house and like he would go to work and then get home at 10 o'clock and then work till four in the morning on the house. And it's just, oh, wow. he just has this like internal fire that you have to like sit on him to stop. Like, 
just so he can. I'm sure he doesn't him. mind that either. But I, <laughs> <laughs> I know. no, but look, it, it's it's a very similar situation to Kim and I because she always has these ideas and dreams that just burst out of her, and I feel like I'm just trying to catch them and, and, and bring them back in and push them back in and go, yes, but we've only got this much time, time and space, right? Yeah, <laughs> let's focus on one. Let's focus on time. Like, yeah, but if we start now, think about what. I'm <laughs> It's a certain type of brain, isn't it, Maddie? (laughs) I'm actually just being tested for ADHD, so it'll be quietening this thing down is not easy. (laughs) It's 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 a bit of a curse, but it's also great. I completely agree. It's got both sides, and when you find a partner that can embrace that and and give you the support you need to quieten it and focus it, it can be magical. And I think that's the beauty of. And I can see it already between you two because of the way you're engaging with us as a team. It, that's the mm. beautiful thing when you find a teammate is that you – and it's never perfect. You know, you talk about the hills. Oh, my God, we've been through some hilly land as well. <clears throat> and yeah. I think that's the nature of trying to – if you want to deepen your bond, you have to go through those ups and downs to get to those yeah. deeper places. You won't find yeah. out what you're made of until you get there. It gets, it gets deeper and that's like, yes, yeah, it's, it's so cliche, but it's the reason it's there. It's like you, you go through shit and, and you come out stronger on the other side. Like, it's just the way it is. And we always do. It's funny. Cause when, when the shit hits the fan, we, that's our strongest time together. Yes. It's easy times that we're kind of can float off and whatever, but when, when we actually need each other, sure. um, that's where yeah, each other's really. person. And it's, it is really special. And we've seen that a business things, you know, being away from family, being here, just so many different ways um, it, we've shown up for each other and yeah. and it's it's really cool. Well, it's, it's very cliche, but it's almost, you know, it's those challenges that make us stronger, that rift and repair. And yeah. it, because you've got a, a, a per- common purpose, because you know you're on the same team, you've got each other's backs, when the poop hits the propeller, when things get <laughs> really, really tough... You, you can duke it out and you can go at each other and then you can sort of step back and go, got that out of my system. Now we know yeah. where we both are. It, you know, yeah. we, we've put our cards on the table. We're not sitting there with any sort of hidden resentment. We're not sitting with anything left unsaid. And even though it was a tough moment, we go, and now we can get back to work, work on each other and work on our business. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but, you know, at the same time, you guys are not only growing a business, you're growing, you're growing a family. And so t- before when you mentioned, what, you know, Kim and I have our North Star, which is flexibility and, and, and freedom because our daughter's um, autistic and non, non-speaking. Uh, she has mm-hmm. a lot of challenges. She's amazing. And for us, it's all about making sure that her life is the best life possible and being able to run our own business, uh, do our podcast, be flexible, it really guides us. So is there anything that I guess really guides and drives you with all the kids in the business to, to keep you on track? I, I think we, we were going back and forth with this because they're like, is it the business or is it personal? Um, like what drives us and I think ultimately we we want that freedom as well like we put in the hard work these last seven years with our business and it is giving us that flexibility and and we're seeing the benefits with our family with you get to uh, spend more kids. time you you get to choose your schedule a bit more and you can 
you know, if you feel like you haven't spent enough time with the kids that week, like you can take that time. You can go and go on a, a date. You can go do all those things. I think that's just that possibility that you just, you don't, don't find in, in many situations. So it's like, it but was, I, I think the kids are a North star yeah, at this stage definitely. of our life. And that's yeah, driving us to, to give them the best life to give yeah. just to show up for them. Like we both had really present parents and that's something that is really important for both of us. And yeah, I think they're all consuming right now. I mean, they're four, two and three weeks old. So congratulations, by the yeah. way, that's absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Thanks. I think that's really what's driving us right now is just to be able to show up for them. It's interesting, isn't it, when you have something so strong like that, how focused your decision-making can be. Do you find when you talk about, and obviously your business is growing a lot and it's growing a lot, to think that you started in 2015, it's 2023, and we were both discussing we would consider you an iconic brand really in WA now, which is pretty extraordinary for a Canadian and an American who have started an ice cream (laughs) business. Do you feel like... uh, the the decisions that you make around around the business now are driven by the value you hold or the why you have for your children. That's a good question. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I, I would say yes, because everything like we're essentially trying to make our. Oh, that's a, like we're trying to make our lives easier with the shop, but also growing it so that like financial freedom with that, but it's, it's picking the right people and making smart decisions rather than, you know, before we could kind of do, we could take on too much or it didn't need to be like the most strategic decision. And now I feel like everything is a really strategic decision. It's a lot more people involved and a lot more people at stake and kids and everything. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot, it's, things are a bit heavier on that front than, than they once were anyway. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting though, isn't it? I absolutely love what you say there about strategic because it's one of the pillars that we talk about a lot. And it's something, in fact, it's probably the, the driving force in the curriculum we built before we started this podcast because so many people talk to us and say, you know, how are you guys so happy? Life got harder. And technically, life did get harder for us when you have a disabled child who is the centre of your universe and you have to pivot everything. You know, we left our home in Japan and everything to come here. But having a strategy, being strategic in life is so beneficial in the sense that you know where you're going. You can be very clear cut in the decisions you're going to make because if it doesn't align like you've said, we want to have the flexibility for the children. We don't want to always be in the shop all day. And there's something magical about getting strategic and it is something that we're super passionate about teaching other people about because I think in relationships people think relationships shouldn't be strategic. That's so unromantic. But we actually have a saying here that planning is freedom. If you want to have the free time to go to the beach, if you want to have the coffee, you're going to have to plan for it. And yeah. I, where something we really want to teach people is to stop thinking it's unsexy to plan. It is super mm. sexy to plan because when the you... Can, the same people. <laughs> <laughs> That's it's sexy, you know? right, Maddie? Yeah. That planning? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you get out an Excel That's spreadsheet. Oh, baby. It's but the, I don't know for me as well. It's just it's easy to plan it. It's so hard to execute and stay on. 
I think that's like always been the biggest thing is like, cause I'll go off the rails as well, have the plan. And then, you know, a couple of days go miss, And then all of a sudden you're back and, you know, it's just same, same thing. So it's sticking to those. But I do agree. Planning is sexy. Cause I watch when he does plan and we are, you know, we have a goal. It, you even get, if you it's get just the, fruits the, of the fruits of the planning, you get yeah. that coffee, you get the, you know, the time together or the date, you know, anything. Absolutely. Even like we're planning at the moment for uh, our daughter's school holidays because the loss of boundaries over school holidays is really hard for children and it's especially hard for children who are anxious and our daughter is actually diagnosed with anxiety as well, which is pretty common with autistic children. And so we're spending a lot of time now planning for those school holidays. But the knock-on effect of that is that when we get to those days – it's going to be more free because she's going to feel the boundaries around her. She's going to be more regulated and the whole household's just going to flow more nicely. Now, like you say, Maddie, things go awry. We definitely won't have a perfect seven-week holiday set. We know that. There's going to be some bumpy times. But on the whole, that planning's going to give us all kind of a containment as we head into the holidays because we know where we're heading and we've got a plan for it. And never perfect, but certainly... A, a far better overall outcome for the family yeah. unit. Well, it gives you a starting point again. Instead of starting from scratch, you have something you can refer to and be like, okay, we back to this plan, get going from here. You know, it's that's it a great point as well. When you fall yeah. off the wagon, you yeah. you're you're not there's not that sense of complete and utter overwhelm because well, that's happened. How do we get back on track? Let's refer yeah. to what we would what we were planning to do exactly Exactly. and even at a higher level you can go back to that why well what really matters to us and that for you guys you've said the kids okay if that's what really matters to us let's just work out what would be important for them for the next seven weeks and that's it and that's the joy of figuring out what your why is if nothing else gets attended to but the thing that makes you live every day and feel joy and contentment as a human it won't matter It doesn't matter. That's the joy of figuring out what your why is, I think, from our perspective anyway. Totally. So what does your schedule look like for those seven weeks? (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to know really? Okay. So because she does uh, therapy two days a week, so we have two days of therapy. We have two family bike rides. Bike rides are a big thing for our unit. We have an annex to Roger's bike. So she's able to pedal on the back, which is really lovely and allows us to do more distance as well with her rather than – um, obviously, we're still training in terms of actual bike riding skills herself and yeah. independence. Uh, she has two swims in the pool each morning. She has two activities in the afternoon. Yeah, it's it's pretty intense. I get right yeah. down to it. Because we're trying to get her into rock climbing, all this sort of stuff. So Ed's is like supported rock climbing yeah. with a person who specialises in working with children with disability. And because yeah. Lola's non-speaking, you really have to find people very skilled in that space it's it's not it's not a simple space to work in but again it's okay for me we do all our work so for the last six months I've been prepping to be dead in the work zone for seven weeks yeah so we need to record all our podcasts which are dropping week after week during the school holidays we need to record them all in the next eight weeks of school term right all the social media all that it just needs to be up front so when we get to holidays we can just focus on the kids because as much as we want to say oh we'll be able to pump out some work we've we've taken lessons learned which is important to do in life from what happened last school holidays and realize you know we're not going to get anything done so and i guess for you guys with employees you're going to have to be like okay this is where we got to delegate you know you've got like three under five which is that that's that that magic number of 
everything is about the kids. Like, so when your business is your priority because you've got to make the numbers, you've got to make money, but then you've got three kids where you can't just go, oh, I'm just not going to parent for, for half a yeah. day. It just no, doesn't work like that, does it? Yeah. <laughs> doesn't work like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I d- did mine sound a bit a bit intense? I'm I'm not that bad. <laughs> I, I, I think it makes sense. I, I think our life would be a little bit smoother if if we did plan out our days with the kids a little bit more strategically like that. Because I just wake up and I'm like, you know, wanting to do stuff with them, but it's, it hasn't been planned. And then you know, then it's nap time, and then yeah. you, you don't get to go because you didn't pack the snacks didn't, and didn't prepare. You didn't, I didn't prepare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it is. Do you know what I think the biggest thing for me is, Caitlin? When I find I haven't prepped. And inevitably, our daughter gets dysregulated at some point as small children. I mean, obviously, autistic children suffer more in that space, but all children get dysregulated, especially on the holidays, day after day of like being stuck at home and the routine's different. Then I have no, I have no support for myself mentally because I have nothing to refer to. So I actually find for my own mental health, having the plan, it really helps me on a rough day to say, you know what, even if I didn't get it done today and for whatever reason it was a shitstorm and we just write that off, we start again tomorrow and I've got a yeah. plan. I don't have to plan in amongst the pressure of holidays and that's yeah. why I go. I guess I do it so far in advance now because I know, like, our last summer holidays, I can't even tell you, <laughs> like, barely survived and, yeah. uh, and so, yeah, that was lessons learned for us. So it is. And the pressure of fighting the clock, it's hard to make those decisions and to all go to plan. Yes. Yes. On top of dysregulated children screaming in the background and your brain's just like, where's the wine? Give me the wine. (laughs) 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 It's not going to help, but I don't care. (laughs) So before you said you used to make ice cream in your granny flat, right? So mm. I just want to go back to how did that, you know, you said Maddie's really driven and, or, you know, we were making ice cream in our granny flat and all of a sudden we've got two stores in Perth. But how did that initial conversation go? And you also talked about being stuck, right? How did it go where you were just sitting there and going like, you know, there, yes, yes, there's a gap in market. Yes, it's stuck. But there has to be a conversation to say, hey, let's not keep travelling. Let's use all our savings. Come on, t- talk us through yeah. that, guys, because a oh, lot of people are in this position where yeah. they're like, oh, I've got so many business ideas, but I'm just going to continue to go to my nine-to-five job or I'm going to continue yeah. to stay and look after the kids. Yeah. So I came home from um, – I was doing hair and I came home and I said, Maddie, I just don't want to do this anymore. And he looked at me and said, what do you want to do? And I said, I want to make ice cream. And he said, so make ice cream. Like that was literally the the conversation. And then we went on Gumtree that night and we found like a small commercial ice cream machine. We had this little motorbike we called the 90s Nightmare. It was teal and purple. That became our main mode of transportation. And Maddie, we had like a milk crate on the back to carry stuff. And he went and drove probably to like the hills or something I can't remember where it was to go there. pick it up. And the guy was like, you can't put this on the motorbike. The guy was like, no. So he was so kind and he drove it to the granny flat. And then that was like the start of making the ice cream at home. But it was literally that simple. And that's the way Maddie's brain works. Like, okay, you want to do that, then do it. Like, don't overthink it. Don't, you know, it's just this like. Because I'm the opposite way. I bog myself down with all the details. Like, I'll, I'll go too deep. So I think that's where we balance each other out because Caitlin's very like, 
you can be spontaneous, but you like embrace it. And then I'll start. I, I once I think about it too long, I start pulling everything apart and finding all the problems with it. And that's, <laughs> that's like, I, initially I'm like, yes, let's go, let's do it. And then just start running. And then we would sit at the table. So we both had jobs, but we were making ice cream at night and, you know, just sitting at the table, um, you know, doing the branding, doing the business plan, but it was, it was very, I don't want to say loose because there was intention behind it, but it was, it was more out of fun than thinking about this being a lifelong career and like having it grow to the size that it is. So it was, it was light. It was yeah. light and fun and creative and, and like super exciting and super exciting. Didn't know what to expect. And our and, family back home was like also super inspired because not only had we moved totally across the country or not across the country, across the uh-huh. world, but then we were, you know, starting something different and creative and it, it they were like, you're doing what? And I don't think it, I don't think you're they could comprehend. A laneway? Yeah, I don't think they could comprehend what we were doing, but it also like, everyone was like, this is crazy. This is exciting. This is wild. And how cool that you're doing it together. And yeah, it, it kind of gave us a little bit more, um, drive as well. I love that because I think as Roger said, you know, there's two parts really to what we're trying to teach people. One is how to become a team. So treat your relationship as a team. And two is to follow the life that you want. So you become yeah. a team so that you can work as a unit to pursue the actual life you want, not the life you've been given or the life you think you should be living or whatever it is. And I love that it really I mean you could boil it down to so make ice cream. That's it. Mm-hmm. That like if someone says to you and comes to you, your partner comes and says, I don't want to do A, I want to do B. Okay, let's do it. We had that exact moment when we lived in Melbourne and Rog came to me one day. We're from Perth originally. We're in Melbourne for Roger's work. And he said, I don't want to miss out on our daughter anymore. And we had always dreamed of moving to Japan because we have been grew up skiing, both of us. And I said, okay, great. Let's go to Japan. And that oh. was and that was it, just like that. And it yeah. yeah, it's that opening of let's not see all the why we can't. Let's just in this moment see why we can and what that yeah. might look like. And I think like Roger said, it's hard for a lot of couples because we're so conditioned to be mm-hmm. risk averse, to to stay in the safe zone. And safe zone in terms of life will never get you to your big dreams because your big dreams are not safe. They simply are not. They're going to take you outside of what's comfortable. And it's such a magical thing when you have that moment. And I think every big dreamer that's taken the plunge and jumped off the ledge and had a crack at something has had that moment where they've just said, but what if we do? What if yeah. we try? Yeah. It's, it, you, just, still, you just have to. Yeah. yeah. And I still think we live in that space. Like I, I still feel, I don't feel stuck in our business. I don't feel stuck living here. People ask, you know, like, are you going to stay in Australia forever? And it's like, well, we will until we're not happy. Like, and I will always take that. I will always, sure. we will always take it like that. You know, like if we're not happy doing something, if we're, if it doesn't feel aligned, if it's like, we will never be stuck. We will always jump on what is best for us, best for our family. If, if we feel the same thing together, it's yeah, there's no, there's no question. Just. I, I just think that is so beautiful. And that's the other part of this. That's the secret that people don't know if they haven't jumped over the fence. Once you start living like that, you'll never go back. Because you've seen the light. It's not scary. In fact, what's super scary to us anyway, we call them the white picket fences and it's no judgment. It really isn't. If If that is your dream and your joy and truly from your soul, all you want is the same house with the white picket fence, amazing power to you. You've worked that out. But for us, the thought of saying that's it, that's what we were going to have for life is 
terrifying and right like stay open and we we've had to stay here for our daughter's development for now this is the best spot for her and just the other day we've started to see shifts in our world where we're like you know what maybe maybe we can start thinking again and since then, I mean, the dreams are coming thick and fast and they are wild. We're big dream boarders. <laughs> yeah. It's so fun. Yeah. It's so fun to be in that, to oh, live in that space okay. of possibility. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I think Maddie helped me with that because um, he's, yeah, like what? I said, just dreaming big and. Um, yeah. Well, not you. And also like, you know, background in film, I'm used to freelance life. You don't know where your next paycheck's going to come from. Yes. I never got a check that came in the mail in every week. I just, that's just the way it is. And then when you want to progress, you go from, you know, being a PA to a camera assistant or you're going on your way up. Certain point, you just have to say no to this work and I do this now. And you jump into that and the paycheck's going to stop for a while, but eventually they start ticking in. Like you just have to have faith and do that leap. And I guess I I was a little more accustomed to that. So I was like, let's do it. Like, you know, it'll be a hard stretch, but it'll work itself out one way or another. I think the financial bit you pick up on there though, Maddie, is a big roadblock for people. They get very comfortable and don't get me wrong, we've been in that comfortable space. It just wasn't enough for us. We were we were like in our soul, we knew that wasn't enough for us. And I think once people get over that idea of having to be financially comfortable and being uncomfortable for a while, making some sacrifices, really helicoptering up and saying, you know, what could we get rid of? What could yeah. we what could we sacrifice now? to follow the dream that's going to make life so much better. Because you're not saying, I don't dream, like you guys said it, you dream of financial freedom. We're the same. That's one of our big, big dreams is financial freedom. And it's you have to give things up to get there. You have to be okay with the discomfort of not being in a regular paycheck situation in a someone else's organising all that for me environment. That's part of actually following your dreams. And I, I really think especially Perth people – because Perth is a very conservative, comfortable. It's it's magical. It's the best place on earth. Yeah, because it is so easy to be comfortable here. Right? It is so easy. Yeah, it's yeah. very easy. Yeah. But that's also what is so good about it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you just don't have to follow that. Yeah. But like you know, there is that comfort. You can you can find your way. You can find your way. Yeah, I completely agree. Perth is it's one of those places. I mean, Perthies bitch about Perthies more than most people. <laughs> But ironically, where else would you live? Everyone comes home here with their children, especially because the quality of life is just off the charts here. I can't imagine raising kids anywhere else. Like I just, you know, we went back to North America to visit family and and travel a bit. And it was just like, yeah, we got home and it was like a weight was lifted. We like felt like relieved coming back. And like, that was our part of the reason, you know, we stayed in Perth the first time we were here for a year before we flew home to see our family again. But that moment on the flight back when we touched down and we felt like we were home as opposed to the opposite way around. It was a really strange feeling, but that like solidified everything for us. And it happened again with the kids when they came back on this last time. That's so so beautiful. And I think, you know, again, I guess what we talk about is unpacking people's values, right? We're wanting people to work out who they are, what they want, how they can function as a team and then go after all of that together. And what you're describing there, Maddie, almost sounds like Perth, Perth aligns with your values and so when you can make your home anywhere if that place aligns with who you are and I think we get really stuck in these constructs in our head and we're always talking about social expectations or norms you know oh well I should Mm -hmm. live there because I grew up there you might have been born into a place that's nothing like your soul 
like who yeah. you are and, and what lights you up. And that's okay. Just leave yeah. it behind and find the place that works for you. And people say, oh, they're a wanderer or a hippie or they're not grounded. No, they've yeah. worked themselves out and they're trying to find the counterpart of that somewhere out there. And it, it yeah. goes, it stands true for places you live, people you meet, all of those sorts of things, businesses you start. Yeah, absolutely. I do feel like Perth is our counterpart for where we are in life right now. That, that's a really beautiful thing. I love thing. that. Yeah, it's yeah. never yeah. forever, right? Yeah, Question well, mark. There's nothing more like binding and stresses you out than being like, this is forever. This is the decision we made for yeah. it to last forever. It's like, you, just, you know, we have each other and our family and we're like, if it's That's not working, hard. we just, we, we, you know, you shift, you move or whatever. You just don't feel like you're, you're stuck. You can change. You can make the difference. No, it's, that know. sounds like a huge release of pressure, you know, yeah. and, and that's, that's how I would describe it as well for us is that it doesn't matter what comes your way because you guys have already got an agreement that whatever it is, you'll pivot around that and make it work for you. What, even right. if it was hardship, right? Like you'll learn yeah. from it together and you'll pivot into another life that will support you better in that situation that you're put in. Totally. Yeah, I didn't realise, well, I think I've always, this conversation has been beautiful because I didn't realise like how, like we are a team in every aspect and just like chatting through it is, is really cool. So you almost take it for granted, I yeah. guess, you don't really, you know, don't dissect it as often. Mm-hmm. You just sort of, you just know, you know that it's, as you say, an understanding that that person's your person. You guys are locked in no matter what comes your way. And I think that knowledge and that feeling is always there. But yeah, we don't really like, you know, go into deep into why, but we just... And you know, just like how we work all day together, we come home together and, and like, and it it works. Um, yeah. And I didn't really dissect how, how beautiful that is. So mm-hmm. this has been fun chatting about that. And yeah. like actually, actually realizing yeah, yeah. what a team we are. Well, it's if people are so busy, uh, uh, where yeah. this is a podcast, so anyone <laughs> anyone listening, I'm doing inverted commas or inverted quotes, are they? Um, everyone, everyone's so busy. So sometimes, you know, we talk about being strategic in life, but sometimes you've got to just take stock of where you are. Yes. And again, realise your biggest asset. You've made an agreement when you chose to be together and then get married or whatever it was to to live life with your partner and so many people will get married or they'll have kids and go, okay, now I'm going to go live my life and do the things I want to do. And, you know, it's, it's just not an efficient, like looking at it very coldly, it's not an efficient way to use resources. It's not an efficient way to use your time when you realize, well, actually my best assets sitting right next to me. And, and the more you double down, lean in, whatever you want to say, the more you do that, the more you find that life just, gets so much better and yes. um we're trying to get more people to listen to the podcast so they can they can find this secret sauce you know um because it, it, look it's not as tasty as ice cream but it, it makes you feel just as good right <laughs> probably better <laughs> yeah well yeah depends on your mood maybe <laughs> ice cream's pretty magical <laughs> on the ice cream thing because i'm super intrigued by this business i absolutely love that you have an ice cream business i am an ice cream devotee and I have had so many medical practitioners, I have rheumatoid arthritis and they've told me, don't eat dairy, don't do that. I'm like, but it's so good. Nothing will compensate me for the feeling I get. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, I can be inflamed for a minute. Yeah. Just, right, just for that. Like I will give it all up for weeks just to have that ice cream. Kim's a double scoop, oh, big waffle cone. Um, 
Go. Every time. Like, <laughs> it's going to be uncomfortable. You just go for it. Yeah. Right? Like, dig right into it. Is yeah. It also, I think, there's, like, this magical element, the nostalgia of ice cream, right? For every adult, it's got to be that magical moment where you go back to being a kid and feeling like, I don't have the weight of the world on my shoulders right now because when I lick ice cream, I'm a kid again and kids don't have responsibilities. Do you see that in the people coming to buy your ice cream? Is that a joy for you guys? Is that part of what you'd planned with the business? It's a huge, the, 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 probably many mostly, but the nostalgia is a huge part of it. And like yeah. that, we bring a lot of our flavors from home to give people that, um, yeah, you know, that experience. And it's a lot of nostalgia for us. So, you know, it brings you back to a time as a kid when you're playing with your cousins or, um, yeah, like, and we want that, obviously we bring our flavors, but also people have their own stories from, from their childhood, even though it's not a flavor that they might know. And even stories from the shop, their yeah. first dates. And then we've been at their wedding, scooping ice cream for them at their wedding and stuff like That's that. So it's like, yeah, what's that? Oh, no, yeah. It's just stuff like, you know, creating nostalgia that way as well as, you know, but it's it is that childhood story. Yeah. That childhood bliss. Um, and we see it every day. Like my, my dad was saying, cause they're living with us right now from Michigan, but he was like, Oh, I saw this meme the other day. It was like, you can't make everyone happy unless you make ice cream. And <laughs> like, it's hard to have a bad day when you're at the shop, when you're, you know, like at the, anything with the ice cream, because it is just such a joyful yeah. experience. People come in excited. Everybody's, you know, looking forward to it. It's it's a great environment to be in. And like now that we're not at the shop scooping so much, like you do, you do miss that yeah. because it is it's right such enough. a yeah. You feel good at the end of the day. You know, like it it puts wind in your sails for sure. I love that, and I think I think people miss how deep that really is. Like it sounds on a surface, like oh, it's nice having a customer come in that's happy to have it. But that's what we are as humans, moments of nostalgia and joy and all those sorts of connections that you'll often eat ice cream when you're with someone you love. So that's, yeah. you know, that's one of those magical moments in life and I just think it's so yeah. cool. And then on top of that, you guys have gone and got a van last summer and you've gone yeah. to Rotnest and then you've gone to Broom in their dry season just gone yeah. and you've sold ice cream at like two of the most iconic places in Perth where yeah. people go to holiday and share those family memories. So you've just taken it up another level because I know there will be thousands of West Aussies who now will have had a magical cold moment in the last yeah. year in those iconic places. Was that part of the driver for going to those places as well, like levelling up people in these moments? I think that's like was a drive for some of the flavours, you know, just to have that you know, like this imprint in your mind, like I was on Rottnest Island, it was the most beautiful day. And then I had this ice cream and there was Malibu rum and pineapple um, <laughs> jam. And, you know, like, so it is definitely something like that. And yeah. then now it's going down to Bustleton. Um, right by- <gasps> I'm from yelling up. Yeah. <laughs> it's going down tomorrow. Yeah, so we have our yeah. first weekend. Um, on Friday we'll open up. And it'll be the same thing, you know, like oh, having yeah. memory of an ice cream at a beautiful place with your loved ones. Um, that's, and we get emails all the time from people. They're like, we were with our family. And I think we're lucky because we've got like the best team ever. So it's, you know, the ice cream is a beautiful memory. And then this, these people that, that work with us, yeah. you know, they just 
amplify the experience. Yeah, your servers are awesome, by the way. They are so friendly and kind and patient for someone who likes to try everything. To try everything. (laughs) 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 That's part of the experience. That's what we want. We don't want someone, you don't don't want to just be a chop shop where you just go in, grab the flavor you like. Like we make these interesting flavors and we want people to try them. It's it's an experience. Way more memorable if you have something you haven't never had before, you know, but you maybe not take the risk if it's just on a menu. Like I'm going to shoot in the dark and try that. But if you get to try some stuff, it'll, you know, you're going to really leave and be like, wow, that was a great flavor that I never thought I'd, you know. Oh my God. I love that. So you are encouraging people to be risk takers. That is, that is awesome. In in a space where you really can't fail, but take a risk outside of your comfort zone. I love that. There's a reason we don't just have, you know, vanilla chocolate in the, in the regulars. We have, that's the whole point is we want you to try something different and experience a different flavor profile. Yes. It's, yeah. Take a risk. There's a million places that do, you know, pistachio (laughs) and vanilla. So, I mean, and it's it's not just the flavor, though. I will say, like, Perth did not, and I can see why you saw the gap in the market as an ice cream lover. When you go to Italy, you eat gelato all day long, and it is like, mamma mia, it's so good, you know. It it does encourage you to eat it twice a day at least. We didn't have that sort of space here. And your ice cream, it's the texture as well. And I don't want to get too like ice cream obsessed here, but I am. <laughs> it's so good. It hasn't got those frosty little bits. It's got like the creaminess and just, it's just heaven in a big fat <laughs> waffle cone if you pick the homemade cone. Waffle cone is an experience as well. Oh, 100%. You're a fool if you're going for the cup. What are you doing? Half living. Don't, yeah. don't put one foot over the edge, people. Come on, dive in. <laughs> dive in literally. So, so what's, what's next for cold ice creamery? Well, yeah, we're some balls still up in the air, waiting for some things to land. But yeah, it's it's exciting. I think we'll still be um, looking to have another location yet to be determined. But we just always have our eyes open and seeing where we where we want to be. Um, and we're just yeah. we're trying to um, like we're having a lot of fun with wholesale right now. So getting our baked goods and ice cream and different things into cafes and different restaurants and. That's actually been really fun um, to have little bits of cooled everywhere. Mm-hmm. And also I just keep maybe just a year of just chill because the last yeah. like four <laughs> years have been like exponential growth and we just need, you know, a little bit of time to unwind and um, just kind of enjoy where we are mm-hmm. and kind of sleep maybe. Um, I think that's so beautiful what you're saying though, Caitlin, and I think that's something people miss as well once they start on the journey for those that who have kicked off. You have to consolidate. You have to have periods of consolidation, otherwise you burn out. And okay. consolidation is actually what gets you to level up again. It's restoring. It's like the recharge of the batteries. It's like one night of sleep but for months. You need to, yeah. for months, slow down and let your body just rebuild your brain, have a break because it just never works optimally when it's on all the time. It's like everything we all need to slow down. So I love that you say that. I think it's such a powerful thing to think about it as a as a consolidation period in life. I think our team would enjoy that too. Like our <laughs> <laughs> just let them, let them do their job for a little bit and just, yeah. you know, turn it on cruise mode, right? Let it just fly itself <laughs> for a while because you guys have done the hard yards and like you yeah. say, exponential growth, which is just super impressive in such an awesome business. Thank you so Thank much. You. Yeah. Guys, we've loved hearing your story and we can't wait to see what else is uh, on the horizon.
Eat some more ice cream. Eat, eating some more ice cream. And we had to go do some research. Again, inverted commas. <laughs> we had to go do some research for this show. And I'm, I'm looking forward to us going and doing some more research in the future. So, again, thank you so much for your time. You guys are an amazing team. You're amazing. You've just spent quality time on your relationship. Feel like you're on a roll? If you want more Living the Team Life relationship insights and conversations, head over to kimandrodge.com where you can find all the show notes as well as tons of other relationship goodies. And if you liked today's episode, please hit subscribe or let another couple know where they can find us. It'll make them happy and it'll make us really happy. Until next time, keep on living the team life.